Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. As Jimmy Johnson would say, how about them Cowboys? That's who the Bucks open with, man. You've gone through the schedule yet, Steve? I've done this. Win. About- win. 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 17 and 0, man. That's what I got. I got him at 17 and 0. Buck's schedule is out. And, uh, I, you know, there's there's some tough parts we'll go through. But, I mean, by and large, for, here, here's the headline an NFL, well, for them, a club record 5 5 Cinco national television games, but not just national, but primetime games. Um, they got Sunday night football, Thursday night football, a couple Sunday night footballs, Monday night football, you name it, but five of them. Starting with, of course, week one, the Dallas Cowboys come to town. Called it. On Thursday. You did call it. I had them with the Bills. I don't know why. I was wrong. Um, but I got the Cowboys come on Thursday, September 9th, NBC game, 820. And, um, you know, that's – I mean that's a six and ten football team with with a quarterback who had his ankle removed. I mean, this is this is a. I mean it's a great opportunity for Dallas, but they you know their defense was historically bad. They got Dan Quinn as their coordinator. I don't know, man. That 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 says win, win. to me. <laughs> if you're the Bucks, I mean thirty to thirty to twenty. Let's go. I mean. Yeah, and, and, and as uh, Bruce Arian said, they could win 40. So we're talking schedule, NFL schedule, Bucks schedule on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Uh, we'll also uh, talk a little bit about the Rays who uh, lost one to nothing to, man, with two well-pitched games on both sides. But Garrett Cole, really? Five okay. games this year. There's lights out. With 10 or more strikeouts and no walks. You walk anybody. That's already a franchise record for the Yankees. Yeah. It's May 12th. Dominant. <laughs> Just dominant. And, and I mean, it, like, they had a couple guys. They got four hits. Uh, one was a double off the catwalk. Um, really, the first inning might have been the best chance. They got a guy all the way to third, and that was about as far as they got the whole game. But he was, he was really good. Um, so the Yankees now have taken two from the Rays, who are back to 500. Of course, I think the whole AL East is just about 500 at this point. The Red Sox are starting to lose some games as well, so we can uh, we can dive into them a little bit as, as well if we need to. But let's 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 start with the schedule. Let's talk about the schedule. Let's get into this thing. Um, you know, it's a first of all, it's a it's a rarity. The Bucks have have you know when they won the Super Bowl in '02, they found out that they were opening the next season at the vet and that went well that game i mean they won 17 to nothing but the rest of the season not so much um they, they could have get, sent them back there this year if they wanted well they could have yeah because they're playing at philly in fact they have a is a national tv game as well and they are they are going back there mm-hmm. but um they are going to start at home in raymond james and and this is a this is a big deal not just for the bucks i mean the nfl as you know has turned um this game the kickoff game if you will uh in, into a big event 
Tampa will be a big focus, obviously, and you know, defending Super Bowl champions, all that stuff. But the city itself will will get to uh, be in the spotlight. And I talked to Brian McCarthy of the NFL, their spokesman. You know, they've had these giant uh, sort of car- concert series in various places, but but of late in the cities where the game is hosted. And it may not be at the stadium or outside the stadium. It could be on the Riverwalk, but uh, the Tampa Bay Sports Commission and Rob Higgins will be involved, and we'll find out, you know, what acts. I mean, they have lots of great musical acts and usually multiple uh, musical acts around the city that day and that night. And so it's a it's such a big deal. It's going to be, you know, for a team that uh, had the Super Bowl, it wasn't a full stadium, and we kind of got – you know, we can't have nice things. We can't, COVID and all that gypped uh, us out of, you know, having uh, really the full Super Bowl experience. I, I just think that this this will be a neat event and and one that, you know, I, I'm i looking forward to. I mean, I, I think they got a really good draw here. It's a, Again, it's a great opponent for the Bucks. It's a great opportunity for the Cowboys. But the Bucks will be heavily favored in this game. I can't imagine that this will be one that – that people will say going into it, the Cowboys have a really great chance. No, this was all based on the Cowboy brand, period. Yes, very good. It, this was purely a ratings grab of, hey, the Cowboys don't stink yet, although they're on primetime several games, <laughs> I think right. five times this year too. Um, <laughs> but they don't stink yet. Um, Dak Prescott's coming back. And, of course, uh-huh. you know, the Bucks and Tom Brady Super Bowl champs are there. So right. this was purely a ratings market grab. Yeah, I really believe. I was listening to the guys on Good Morning Football, and they were basically saying, well, you know, the the first game we talk about Friday morning will be uh, Bucks cowboys and we'll either be saying, eh, yeah, you know, Cowboys, I don't know, could be a long year, or, oh, my gosh, the Cowboys are not going to lose a game. They're going to the Super Bowl. They're for real. Win, <laughs> It'll be, win, Exactly. Win. I mean, if you knock off the Super Bowl champs, I mean, right, in their hometown, mm-hmm. that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the opportunity you're looking for. Uh, I think – you know, Prescott's supposed to make it back. He's he's supposedly doing very well. Um, they'll be at full strength. You know, it won't be later in the year where you might have injuries to Zeke or Amari Cooper or whoever. And, you know, we don't know what their defense will be yet, but that's maybe a good thing for them, although I think the Bucks will know what Dan Quinn's defenses do since they've played him in Atlanta for a number of years. So I, I like the opener. I like it for the country. I like it for the Bucks. Uh, I get the whole America's team. Do you see where she, uh, Tom Brady threw some shade at them, though, a little bit on Instagram? He, yes, he did. He, he had a post not too sold on America's team. I didn't, You know, it's, it's been 25 years since they've won a playoff game. It's incredible to me. That's how yeah, long in, the Cowboys It was 1993, wasn't it, or has it been later? 95, than, I 95, think. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, they've a, been to it well, a few Well, that's the whole thing. I think it was 93 was the last time they were at the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. So since 1993, Tom Brady and the Cowboys have both been to one NFC Championship game. Brady's <laughs> played one year in the <laughs> NFC. Yeah. It's not good, man. But anyway, I like oh, it's, the it's, Hey, it's, it's in, we'll probably get to this too real quick, but Blake Bortles signing with the Packers. Mm-hmm. You realize they both have the same number of playoff wins in the last like 15 years. That's that. You mean the Cowboys and Blake Bortles? No, no. I mean Aaron Rodgers and Blake. Oh, Bortles. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, two each. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, that was a good. I mean, they had to sign a veteran quarterback. I know people are going crazy about that in Green Bay, but it doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back yet. No, although no. that doesn't look good. But that was the thing when you look at the schedule and and the Green Bay Packers open at New Orleans in Week One, 
you can only imagine who the quarterbacks will be. I mean, you assume maybe Jameis Winston. You assume maybe Aaron Rodgers. Blake Bortles and Taysom Hill. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that could be your two starting quarterbacks. I mean, it's crazy to think that way, but it but it's true. And then, you know, you think about, well, where does Rodgers go? Does he end up in Denver? So the whole the whole balance of power thing could be um, could be shot. But So Dallas week one, I got the Bucks winning. They're <laughs> 1-0. We're going to do this the whole day. Um Here's the trap game. It comes in week two. So you you got 10 days. You know, that's the other thing. It's sort of like a mini buy. I mean, those Thursday games, and, and particularly when you start a season, right, because there's a week off. There's not a fourth preseason game. So, you know, they're going to play in Houston uh, the week, uh, you know, weekend, week three of the preseason. Then there's a week off. So, you know, for them, I guess it would be less than a week. But, uh, they're not going to play any starters. No, anyway, no. So there's no matter. week four. No, they they didn't move the schedule up. Right. There's a week off in between. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought so they were. I thought they were just going to wait till week two to start or traditional week two to start. No, they're no. playing the first three and then giving them an extra. So basically, teams have two weeks off between their last preseason game and there's the Bucks will have a week you, and a half. You'll but. get the week and a half, but yeah, you you get a week to prepare and then and then the week after the third preseason game. So there's plenty of time to prepare. So it doesn't matter that you're playing early. Uh, September 9th, which you get on the back end, though, to start the season is tremendous. You get 10 mm-hmm. days until your next game against Atlanta. I I think Atlanta is going to be much better than people realize. I They still have a ton of talent on offense. Their defense had some pieces missing last year. Obviously, like I said, Dan Quinn is gone, so they'll have a new defensive coordinator. Raheem Morris is gone as well. Um, we'll see what the Falcons are all about, but look, I mean, Matt Ryan can still fling it, and he's got plenty of receivers, and and even more now, you know, after the draft. So uh, this this will be an interesting game. But but again, they're at home, right? So they've got Dallas at home on the opener, and then Atlanta at home. Win, win, and then now for me, this is where the NFL kind of got a little testy with the Bucks. I thought because I think this Week Three game. At the Los Angeles Rams, uh, first of all, it's a Fox game. They didn't give it up. It's like Fox game of the uh, of the week or whatever mm-hmm. they call that. Um, America's game of the week or whatever. Um, and it's at 425 Eastern time. But they go to L.A. at SoFi Stadium where there will be fans. There's going to be fans at all these stadiums this year. You know, SoFi open, but nobody got to go. And the Rams, the Rams are that other team. If I were going to say... Somebody said to me, what is the one team you think could catch fire and really give the Bucks trouble? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. if Rodgers comes back, Green Bay is going to be in there. To me, it's the Rams because I really think that, that Stafford in many ways, not the same way, but in many ways could do for the Rams what Brady did for the Bucks a little bit because I, I think as much as you know, Jared Goff did some nice things, he held them back a little bit. And we'll see. Maybe, maybe he wasn't the problem. You know, Maybe he's not the issue but I their defense is really really good with the Rams we know that and we saw you know even with Jared Goff he gave them fits here um, with those receivers and you know just just the whole offensive package there so if you had a guy like a Matthew Stafford at home week three that it's not as easy to say win right there because that's you flying across country that's a tough game for them Mm mm-hmm I, and, I mean, I and look at what's ahead next week. That's the thing. So, so then the next week, you get you can't really get looking ahead. But tell me the emotions. I know I know Tom Brady is is uniquely focused on 
you know, the matter at hand. He's he's learned how to do that. But the at New England week four, the most emotional game, the bet to me of all the games, and I looked at all these matchups throughout the season, there's some good ones in the NFL. This one is the one that I think will have the highest ratings, will be the most talked about, will be the most anticipated. It's the Sunday night football game on October 3rd, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. Bucks at New England. Tom Brady returns to Gillette Stadium. That is going to be phenomenal. And and it's, a, and it's going to be a short week because the Bucks are going to play. Um, let's see. If that game gets over in Los Angeles on the 26th, gets over about 7.25 or so, 7.30, 8 o'clock Eastern, another hour to get to the bus or locker room, then bus. You're getting in about 4 a.m. on Monday, maybe 5. So you get in 4 or 5 a.m. on Monday. That wipes out Monday for you. You're not going to do anything Tuesday. Wednesday, because of the travel, you know, Bruce Arians probably won't have him, he'll have him walk through. So you're going to get a couple of days of practice, and then you're back on a plane on Saturday to New England. So that's a tough turnaround. Those two games back-to-back like that I think are going to be going to be difficult. From a travel perspective, absolutely. Um, and just the quality of opponent in L.A. I mean, look, when I go through the schedule, and you know, we'll probably compare at the end, but that's yeah. that's my first loss of the season. For the you Bucks. got them losing there. Okay. Yeah. Fair um, enough. You know, I think it'll be a good game. And, I, you know, look, the Bucks could could win that game. It's not, you know. Yeah. I, I think I just think L.A. and the Bucks are the, the, the class of the NFC. But, I you know, it's on the road. It's in L.A. Um, the travel, all that, knowing the Patriots game's coming up next, you know, all that stuff's going to factor in. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I see with the schedule, and, and you know, this is so unusual for Bucks fans. There is two 1 o'clock home games. Yeah. That's it. There's only seven 1 o'clock games out of 17. Right. And, and some of those could get flexed to later, depending on how the Bucks do, and you know, like the Bucks Colts is a one o'clock game. Uh, that right. one could get flexed later. Uh, you know, but you know, there's so many four o'clock games, and this is unusual for Bucks fans. I mean, we saw it some right. last year, of course, but only two. There's only going to be one one o'clock home game in the sun. You know, right in now. the hot time, which is October 10th. You're not even in September, mm-hmm. and then January 9th is a one o'clock game. That's fine, no problem weatherwise. Right. Um, you know, so I, I just but but getting back to the you know where we're at game three. With LA, I, I just I think LA is going to be that good. I think Matt Stafford is going to take that team to another level, and I think you know ultimately the NFC is going to come down to the Bucks in, in LA. Here's where it it may not be so good for New England is that they've got to figure out who their quarterback is. Now, look, if Cam Newton and Mac Jones battle it out in training camp, and either Cam's playing great or Mac just takes the job, maybe maybe it won't matter. I still think Cam Newton's going to start the season. At quarterback, I don't, I don't know why. I just, I just think that's going to happen. Um, maybe by week four, though, you know, Belichick makes a switch there. We'll see. Um, it's early in the year, so the injuries probably won't be as big of a factor. Uh, New England is loaded up on free agents. They've obviously got two of the best tight ends now. Um, you know, with the free agency guys like Hunter Henry and them, and so they, they're going to be. Look, Bill Belichick doesn't want to be embarrassed. It's clear that after last mm-hmm. year, they did something they've never done. They saw that there were bargains in free agency because there was no money in the system. They had salary cap room. They went out and signed a whole bunch of free agents because they were embarrassed last year. And, and Bill Belichick's mm-hmm. not going to be embarrassed. Here's what I'm telling you is going to, not going to happen. 
these Bucks players, with the reverence and respect they have for Tom Brady, they are not going to go to New England and get and watch him get beat there. I mean, they they're going to know how emotional this game is for him. He's going to be laser focused. Um, it's going to be emotional, and, and no matter no matter what he thinks or tries to downplay it that week, going back into Gillette, those fans are going to lose their minds. They love Tom Brady. They will still love Tom Brady, and when he walks into Gillette and he runs out of the tunnel and does the whole LFG mm-hmm. thing, they're going to go crazy. They're going to lose their minds. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like the prodigal son come home. Now, at some point, he's got to put that aside and try to beat the team in front of him. Many of those guys he may still know. Certainly, the organization, you know, Bob Crap. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have his handshakes with everybody before the game. So, but but I know how the Bucks players feel about Brady. Same way the Patriots players feel about him, probably. But they're gonna go up there and they are gonna lay it on the line for him. They are not going to let him walk out of New England with a loss. No way, no how. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna expend a lot of energy doing it, and you know. Uh, I'm with you. I think the Rams is going to be a difficult game. I I don't see how they lose the New England game unless they just got a ton of injuries and maybe you know Brady were out. But I, I think that's to me that's the game of the year for all the NFL. It's just going to be it's going to be the highest rated. It's going to be so well watched. Sunday night crew. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be great. Hey, don't um, don't forget it's also a homecoming for Rob Gronkowski and Julian yes, Edelman. That's well, yeah. I don't know about Edelman. <laughs> maybe that's the rumor. That knee is going to start to feel really good about then. Uh, you forgot the the well known Patriot Antonio Brown. Don't forget his one. Well, that's game oh, that's true. I I did forget about it. Wow, very good. very emotional for Antonio that that homecoming, having played all of one one football game there. So yeah, lots of Patriots in that one. So but do you yeah, think Gronk- after, after the week three game, do you think Bill Belichick's going to say, "Oh, we're on to Tampa Bay"? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean. Seriously, though, I mean, Belichick, this is one where Belichick can't just gloss over, right? You're the facing opponent Tom Brady. We're on to Tampa Bay. Yeah, he's not doing that. He's not doing that. He'll have to be – he will know and he will have to be effusive about Tom. I mean, there, you know, I have seen Belichick when, when he – when you get him going about something that he's passionate about, which is usually like, you know, loop stunts or something, but when you get him going on something um, or somebody uh, – he he's tremendous, and he'll know. You can't stand up there before the before the Bucks game and go, well, we got a quarterback. No, kind of familiar with the quarterback. No, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to heap praise on Tom Brady. Everybody's gonna want to know why. You know, why did you let him go? How did you feel when he won a Super Bowl? All of that. And Tom, Tom will just tell you about how many friends he has. How you know how much he loved living there. I mean, he's gonna be. You know, Mister Mister Politically Correct as well. He's not going to give any bulletin board material, but it's deeply personal for these two guys. They're both going to want to win, especially Belichick after watching Brady win the Super Bowl. But I'm telling you, I know how these players feel. Um, like I said, the same way the Patriots probably felt about him, but I know how the Bucks players and nobody is going to want to let Tom Brady down that week, so they're going to win that game. Now, having expend expended all that energy, right, going to Los Angeles coming and playing at New England. They come home for a 1 o'clock game, which, you know, even on October 10th could be a little toasty, against a Miami Dolphins team that at least defensively is very formidable. I've been told this, though, about Miami. We'll see what happens with all the quarterbacks that are still, you know, the issues out there, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. 
You know, every time a quarterback is available, Miami goes, eh, we might have an interest, you know. And they're sitting here with Tua Tungavaloa. No Ryan Fitzpatrick anymore. He's on at Washington. I, I've i been told that there's not many coaches with the Dolphins that really believe in Tungavaloa. Now, he may be their quarterback, and they drafted him, so they may have to play with him. But that Miami team has a tough defense, and that that's going to be that's going to be an interesting turnaround for them, you know, at Rams, at at New England. Then yes, they're home, but it's a one o'clock game right now, uh, and will be. I guess you can't flex till later in the year. But the Miami game, week five, I still they're a better football team. I still have them win, so that would make them uh, by your book and my book at least three and one. I'll say four and zero. Oh. Um, well, actually five and zero. Oh, that would be week five. But then it's but then it's back on the road again. I mean, this is. I think you the, know, I think week six is the trap game. You think Philly? I think you're playing L.A. Probably the the next best team in the NFC, or you know maybe yeah. the best. Right. The emotional of the the, the Patriots. Game. New England. Yeah. Struggle to beat Miami. I, I think you. I think it'll be a tough game, but I think your offense is better than theirs, and you'll end up winning that game. Right. But that then, is a short week, though. That's what I mean. The short week and, and the, the travel from L.A. and then to New England and the emotion and everything, I think I think that Eagles game becomes a trap game. Yeah, Not that the tough... Eagles are a better team, but if you remember, was it, they went to the Bears last year on Thursday night and didn't play the very Thursday well. Thursday night game in, in Chicago would be the, the parallel to this, yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's just the short week. The emotion of the the weeks prior that's going to mm-hmm. happen. I, I just you know it's on the road. I, I think right. I think that's a trap game. I think that's that's a loss. Not that if you played the Eagles somewhere else in the schedule, I would have said that. But I think right. based on where it is there, I think that's a game that I think that's a that's definitely a possible loss. Yeah, I mean I I, I like that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they win again, um, but I don't know. I I think that the Philadelphia new head coach, um, you know. They're gonna. I mean, the quarterback. They obviously have a lot of confidence in, but those Thursday when you're the road team, because here's what happens. Okay, so they're gonna come home after New England emotional game. They're gonna play a hot, you know, tough Miami team. That's gonna be a, a physical contest. I guarantee you. Um, when they're done with that one, they don't practice the um, the, the Thursday night game. When you, especially when you travel, you're leaving on Wednesday Wednesday night. So. You know, you have you have no days off. So you play Sunday. You you walk through on Monday. You walk through on. You don't do anything Monday. You just meet. You walk through on on Tuesday, Wednesday in the morning. You walk through and you're on a plane, and boom, you're out there on Thursday. So really quick turnaround. So I can see why you're saying that. They get after that though. What what players really love is the mini buy. Like a lot of people bitch about the Thursday night games. The the dirty little secret is players love them. Because they don't like to practice. I mean, what are we talking about? Practice, not the game, not the game I love. We're talking about practice, man. So they don't have to practice, and they love that. Are they sore? Are they, you know, is is it a great product? Should they are they ready to play football three and a half days later? No, um, but they're okay with it because the reward is on the backside. You come home Thursday, uh, in this case, early in the morning, uh, Friday morning. You're off. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or maybe you come in Monday for a couple hours, you're off Tuesday. So you've got yourself a nice three, three and a half, four day weekend um, before you have to start getting ready again for a uh, a home game week seven against Chicago. And I'm wondering, by the time they play the Bears, 
I'll say, Steve, that Justin Fields will be the quarterback if he isn't, if I would he agree. isn't before I would that. agree. So that'll be a cool game, you know, and, and probably a more competitive one. Because remember, Chicago, their problem was not their defense. They they gave the Bucks all they could handle and then some. And they, they did that pretty much the whole year. Their problem was the quarterback position. And Andy Dalton may start the year as the starter. He may not. But I think by the week seven, we're going to see Justin Fields. So that'll be an entertaining game on Fox. That's a 425 game. Uh, on the 24th of uh, October. And then my favorite holiday, where would you rather spend Halloween than New Orleans? <laughs> oh, my. Week eight, they go to New Orleans on a Halloween weekend. Halloween day, actually, October 31st. So I'll be in the Big Easy the night before. Everybody wears a mask on that night, I assure you. I've been to I've been to the New Orleans. To the, I have not gone to Mardi Gras. It's the only like big event there I haven't been to. I've been there on New Year's Eve. Uh, I've been there a couple, couple of holidays. One of them was Halloween. was the scariest I think I've ever been. Because, first of all, New Orleans is one of those cities, if you go into the French Quarter, put your wallet in your front pocket, okay? Because it, it, is, it is one of those types of cities. But everyone's running around, like, banging into people, literally and figuratively, and you can't identify anybody, not because it's COVID, but before COVID. No, everyone wears a mask. Like you, you literally don't know who did what to you, and so it's just it's a it's a weird and, and the quarter is packed. It's like Sardineville, so stay away from there, Bucks fans. But enjoy your time in New Orleans on October thirty first. That one, you know, if Jameis Winston is quarterbacking, I looked at the Saints schedule. To be honest with you, I had this as a loss for the Bucks initially, and I changed it to a win. You think they'll win at New Orleans? Because yeah. New Orleans is coming off Monday Night Football in Seattle. Ooh. Before wow. that. So they've got a short week and got to travel back from Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Seattle's going to be a good team. I, I, you know. so they'll be good. I, They're always good at home. Yeah, I mean. yeah, exactly. And you got Russell Wilson there. So I initially thought the Bucks would lose that game, but now I've changed it once I looked at the Saints schedule and realizing they're coming Monday night in Seattle, then got to go home. Hmm. Now, their bye week is before that Seattle game, so that helps them a little bit. Rip, rip off the first four or five games. Do you have the same schedule yes, handy? Yeah, I do. It's uh, give, at give Green the, Bay. Okay, now that let's start there. At Green Bay, we don't know what – if Aaron Rodgers is is gone, and it would be the – no, they're they're home against Green Bay. They're not at Green Bay. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Home, home Green yeah. Bay. I'm sorry. Home so Green regardless, Bay. So regardless of who the quarterback is, even if it's Rodgers with all this stuff mm-hmm. hanging in the air, but but especially if it's not – I mean, you you could end up with Jordan Love against Jameis Winston. But I'm here to tell you that with a whole offseason to prepare, that's a tough game for Green Bay. So let's say the Saints get by that one. Okay, so the 1-0. and What's yeah. their next two or three games? At Carolina. Win. At New England. Win. Home against the Giants. Tough one, but probably win. I mean, at Washington. I think they, yeah. And, and then the and, bye and week. That, I think they could go four or five and zero. Oh. They, they could be four and one or five and zero oh. into the bye week. Yeah, they get a bye early yeah. at week six. Right. Then they go to Seattle. Tough game. Home against the Bucks. Really tough. Home against the Falcons. Mm, at no the Titans. Not. That's tough. At the Eagles. No. Then a short week to Buffalo at home on Thanksgiving tough. night. Tough game. Yeah. And Dallas at home the next Thursday. Could be tough. But look, I mean, here's the thing. Sean Payton wins without Drew Brees all the time. You know, mm-hmm. five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater, three and one last year. 
I don't know who's going to be the quarterback. He didn't know. I think it's going to be Winston. But if it's Taysom Hill, it's Taysom Hill. He's going to find a way to win. And I think that schedule is pretty light aside from Green Bay in the opener, which they'll be geeked up to play no matter who the quarterback mm-hmm. is. I think they get off to a 4-1, and 5-0 start. Folks, it's going to be Green Bay and Tampa again in the NFC South. Yeah. There's no question. And I, don't, I, would not, I would not dismiss those guys who have won the division four years in a row for a reason. Um, and I think Sean Payton will, will be right there again. So, um, yeah, that's, that's good. The Week 8 game at New Orleans will be a nice litmus test. And then the Bucks, you know, the NFL gods again shining upon the, you know, the Super Bowl champs. They give the Bucks a reasonable week uh, nine bye week, which is right in the middle of the season. You know, it's a mm-hmm. seventeen game season, so November seventh they're off. That's better than where it was last year. You know, after eleven weeks, mm-hmm. uh, they finally got a bye, so that that's a break for them. And then when they come back from the bye, they go to Washington. It's a one o'clock game, uh, fully rested. I don't know who will be the quarterback of Washington at that point. Maybe it's Fitzmagic. Who knows? Um, but you know the Redskins have a great defense, and the Bucks so of all the playoffs. playoffs. So yeah, the playoffs. Of all the playoff games. Look, that was the one that, that they were fortunate to win. And Tyler Heineke uh, might be your quarterback again by the time we get to Washington. So who knows? But um, I think the Bucks are a better football team, not by as much as you think. And there'll be fans in the stands, and a lot of things will be different, and they'll be trying to avenge the playoff loss. So difficult game for the Bucks. I think they win it. I think they're better than Washington. But, you know, the bye week is what's going to help them because if they have any nicks or injuries, they're going to get guys back for that Washington game. Then, like they did last year, they play the Giants on Monday Night Football, only this time it's at Raymond James. And so, you know, uh, big year for the Giants, obviously. They get Saquon Barkley back. Um, You know, big year for their quarterback. I think they're a better team than the Giants. They probably should have lost that game up there. You remember it was a weird finish with the two-point conversion um, knocked away uh, that you know mm-hmm. would have changed the, the whole outcome of the game, obviously, and they, they ended the game that way. Um, but at home, Monday night football, the only Monday night football game they have all year, uh, I think the Bucks will be favored probably fairly heavily in that one and win it. The next week, this is this is maybe one of those sneaky, really good, maybe best teams they play without knowing it. At Indy on the twenty eighth of November, this is the 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 seventeenth game. It's not being played in the in the final week, but this is the seventeenth game, the one they added on AFC team. You have more AFC game road games than you do home games. Indy's a tough place to play. That's a good football team. Um, new quarterback, all of that. I think this is a tough game for them. It's a it's a it's a noon start uh, there, one o'clock here. Uh, I have this as I, a loss. I have this as a loss coming. Yeah, off I was going to say against the Giants. I yeah, think the Colts are a good week, team on the road. Right. I like. I I would agree with you there. I would say that that's one that I would circle as you know you know if they're going to lose somewhere that might, might be it. Uh, then they then they come home or they go to Atlanta the next week. Again, we don't know what Atlanta is going to be. I I tend to think they're going to be better than what we think they're going to be. Um, but if you're going to sweep a team in the NFC South, Atlanta is the one you want to do it to them and, and Carolina. Now, this is where you get into the part of the schedule. They've not played many division games at this point, I think just New Orleans. So coming up now, uh, starting with Atlanta, you've got one, two, three, four. Four of the four final new, six. Are final six games. games are division games. So this is where your division will be, will be decided. 
So they got to get the Atlanta game uh, December 5th. Then they come home for what will be, again, a uh, it's not a, a primetime game, but but one on Fox at 425, well-received. The, the, the Buffalo Bills come to town with Josh Allen, one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. I think he passed for, what, 4,600 yards last year, mm-hmm. 30-something touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he, he is dynamic. That is a great defense, yep. really good head coach. Um, if you're going to lose at home to that, an AFC team, that's the one home loss I have. One. That's the one home yep. loss I put down. Was uh, I, I I would say that that's fair. I would say that if you're going to lose a game at home, it's going to be a good team. I think this um, is the toughest stretch of this guy. We talked about the week three through six, which LA, right. and New England, and that. So you but, think Indy at Atlanta, Buffalo, and then coming up next, New Orleans at home? Yeah, I think I think at home. you know those are three of the best teams on your schedule: Colts, Bills, Saints. Yeah, and right. It's three out of four games right there. Yeah, and I think yep. they go two and two in that stretch. They lose to the Colts okay. and Bills. Okay, I could see that. The New Orleans game on December nineteenth, which is a Sunday night football game, even though you still have two games left with Carolina, this could decide the division right here. You could you could wrap mm-hmm. up the division in effect. I mean, assuming Carolina doesn't you know go nuts and and become the surprise team in the NFL or something like that. And I like Matt Rule, but not after what I heard Teddy Bridgewater say. By the way, so Teddy Bridgewater gets gets dealt, you know, and he was on some Zoom or some call with somebody, and they and, and Teddy's like, I'm not saying anything, you know, I don't make excuses, man, I got to play better, all this. He took it on himself, and he's like, you know, but, you know, just process some things, like, you know, didn't we didn't really do things well. Like, I don't know, like, you know, we didn't really do much red zone or, or uh, I didn't do much two-minute. I'm like, What? You didn't do much red zone or two minute in Carolina. That's the that's all you do. Like you spend a whole day on red zone and a whole day on two minute in the NFL. You know, Friday is your two minute day. Thursday is your red zone day. I mean, that's all. That's that's the whole game in the NFL. I don't know what it is in college. Maybe it's different. But I tell you what, they're going to have to get that straightened out in Carolina. That was a shock to me. Well, and I, but, I think he said that because there were some reports that. Coming out of Carolina, they were saying, "Oh, he, you can't give him too much. He can't, right. he can't process too much during the week and that." And, right. And so now he, you know, now it's becoming a, you know, a contest. Yeah, them. I don't, I don't buy it. I, I think Teddy Bridgewater's been in the league long enough to process things just fine. I watched him mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. four hundred up on the Bucks uh, one year at, at at New Orleans yep. and and throw four touchdowns. I, I like Teddy. I'm, I don't know why it didn't work out there. I know they paid him a hell of a lot of money for a team that. That you know didn't want him after one season, uh, they overshot the runway because they they paid to get him. So um, we'll see. But uh, the New Orleans Sunday Night Football game to me will decide the division because then you're at Carolina. Well, you remember the last time it was a Sunday Night Football game against the Saints at Raymond James Stadium, right? That was what four straight touchdowns, four straight four and out, three and outs for the Bucks. Thirty-eight to three, baby. It was it was thirty-one nothing early in the second quarter. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. They lost thirty-eight to three. That was their yep. worst defeat of the year, and that was Jameis interrupting Drew Brees, eating the W's, and then cutting up in the locker room and all of that. I'm sure the Bucks will remember all of that. And you know, at some point, like at some point, you got to beat the Bullets. I know they beat them in the in the postseason, and that and and that was how they got to the Super Bowl. And you'd rather have the Super Bowl than a division title, obviously. But you've still lost five in a row to these guys in the regular season. You still haven't won the division. And to me, 
you know, this year there will be fans. It won't be as easy to go on the road. You're not going to go on the road three times and, and have a Super Bowl at home. Um, so, you know, you, you'd be well advised to win the division this year. And I still think you got to go through New Orleans. So that New Orleans game on December 19th, Christmas season, all of that, Sunday night football, that's their final national TV game unless one of the final ones are flexed. Um, Which I don't me, see that happening based on I the opponent. Not with the opponent, right. Uh, to me, that's the end of the season for them. If they win that, they're probably going to win the division because the NFL did these guys a big favor. Not unlike last year a little bit when the Bucks, you know, were struggling. They were 7-5. and five. They had the bye week. They had played the Rams in Kansas City back-to-back, both losses. They lost three out of four, and then they regrouped. And then when they came out of that, I think they got Atlanta twice. They got Detroit. They got some cupcakes. Well, here's your cupcakes. At Carolina, 1 o'clock, December 26th, the day after Christmas, which, by the way, I got to travel Christmas Day. I don't like that. I hate I hate leaving. Santa's going to come early, but I hate leaving Christmas Day to go to Carolina. I anyway, got family in Carolina. You want me to go for you instead? <laughs> no, I'm going to go. I just hate traveling on Christmas no, Day, man. It's a day with family. Um, so you can get you know, a late flight. You always look. Yeah, right. I will. You always look to see where you're going to be on Christmas. That's like the big thing. And the Bucks have been home a lot on Christmas. So you're gone for but, Christmas and uh, New Year's Day. Yes, I know. But how about how about this? Look at all the wonderful people here in Times Square. Uh, after the at Carolina game at one o'clock, they go January second at the New York Jets, which means New Year's Day will be spent at least in New York City. Well, what the hell? Let's go up on Friday. So if you're a Bucks fan, you got you've got Halloween in New Orleans and New Year's Eve in New I'm York. If you're going to you, follow the Bucks around the season. What that's, else do you want, Pope? That's not bad. And I think no. what well, you're at the Falcons December 5th, that's probably the SEC championship game the day before then. You know what? You're right. I didn't or think maybe about it's that. a week later. I don't I have to look at the uh, schedule. It might but, be a little but later. Normally yeah. it's that weekend. Mm-hmm. So the SEC, man, that's a that's a great travel weekend or a great travel schedule. Two great Bucks, holidays. As as yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Halloween, um, New Year's Eve, you know, crisp, Christmas, uh if you want. <laughs> you know, you can go to Carolina for Christmas. I mean, you know, go see the mountains. I mean, you could do that. Look at those. Look you at might, those. Three might holidays. see some snow if you go there. Maybe you know. You Actually, might, well, yeah. Could get I a, mean, there's. They don't get there's a lot, places. But no, but you could go. There's in the mountains. Go up in, you do in mountains. You go in the mountains. Yeah, you go up to Maggie Valley, places like that, about an hour and a half from uh, Charlotte. Yeah, you can absolutely see snow. So we're going to do New Year's Eve um, against the Jets in uh, in New York City, the big city. And then you come home and you've got you finish up January 9th, which of course is one week later than normal. But you finish up January 9th, um, Carolina at home, 1 p.m. You're gonna knock the stuffing out of them in the first half. Give give uh, you know give Blaine Gabbert a chance to play or or Kyle Trask or whomever is the, is the backup at that time after uh, the first half. And then you then you rest up and you hope that you've won the division. And if you have. Maybe you get a week off if your record is that good, or you're at least hosting a playoff game. So, um, so I got. I mean, I I haven't added it up. I I think we've kind of gone through it. Out of 17 games, because it's a 17 game season, normally I would say they'd go 12 and five. I'm going to say a 17 game. I'm going to say they go 13 and four. That's what I, that's what I have. I have L.A., Philly, yeah. Indy, Buffalo. Those are the losses. Okay. I don't know that I disagree. I'll Maybe find they lose the Saints game. Maybe they lose one of the Saints games. Like I said, initially, yeah. I thought they'd lose at the Saints on Halloween, but seeing them coming from Seattle the week before on Monday night, 
That's why I changed my opinion there. But they could still lose that game. Awfully so. hard to sweep, to sweep the Saints. It um, is. No matter who's there. Uh, it's, just, it's just a well-coached team, and, and I just have so much you know respect for Sean Payton and, and whoever is at quarterback. And look – we, you know, Jameis gets uh, kicked around, and, and, and I know a lot of people certainly love him uh, here, and for good reason, Florida State fans and Tampa Bay fans. There is there is nothing more personal to him than beating the Bucks, And mm-hmm. if he's the quarterback, rest assured that they're, in many ways, the Saints are going to be a tougher team to defend just because Drew Brees could not throw the ball down the field. Jameis will throw it down the field. He will make plays. He's going to make that offense much more dynamic. They're going to be able to come back in, in games. Um, and, and we know that you're not going to get more effort from anybody. So, you know, he can be he can be unpredictably good, unpredictably bad. But regardless, I remember talking to uh, to Rich McKay about this one time. We were talking about Winston when he still played for the Bucks. I think it was the the one year that he played for Arians. And and you know, Rich was like, he goes, I'm not sure that there's a quarterback that you're more afraid of, only because he can do things you just never expect. Like you, you can you can completely play a perfect game against the guy, and then he's going to run around and make some ridiculous throw, and Mike Evans or somebody's going to go up and make a play, and you're going to go, well, you know, how did we, how could we defend that? And if he has one of those days, and he's had plenty of them in his career, if he has one of those days, you could be in trouble. And we've seen Jameis, we've seen him beat the Saints at the buzzer at home against the Saints team that was rolling. You know, we've seen these games from him. Um, so, you know, I agree with you. I think they're probably going to lose one of those Saints games, but, but I don't see many more than four or maybe five losses in this schedule for them. Um, the AFC East is not great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think Buffalo I, is, but other than that, I, you know, Miami's good, but, and look, the NFC East, not good at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's the best team there? Is it Philly? I mean, they, you know, Washington won it if last Washington year. If Washington can figure out the quarterback, they're probably the best team because I think they have the best defense. They have the best defense, right. But Dallas has the best offense, and if Dak is healthy, if, they, mm-hmm. if Dan Quinn can do anything on defense to help those guys because they were historically bad, I mean, they gave up 30 points a game, they could be right back in it. Um, but, you know, those are two divisions that aren't teaming with, you know, Super Bowl contenders. They have some good teams, but not not great ones. If you were playing the NFC West, and they're they're playing the Rams, obviously, but if you were playing San Francisco and Seattle and mm-hmm. Arizona, you know that to me that's a much tougher division. I've seen some some people that that really break down the numbers, and mm-hmm. the Bucks have one of the easiest schedules in football. It's Do they anywhere from the easiest to the eighth or ninth easiest, depending on depending right. on what you're looking. If you're looking at pure last year's numbers or projected wins for this year and how the schedule lays well, out. The Bucks have a top third easiest schedule in football next year. I mean, if you just look at the schedule and you're looking for playoff teams, if you want to do it that way, obviously Dallas wasn't a playoff team. Atlanta was not. The Rams did sneak in as a wild card. Um, New England did not make the playoffs. Miami had a good record, just missed it. Philly obviously didn't make it. Chicago did get in, but but um, as a wild card and, and were eliminated early. New Orleans obviously was a good team. Washington snuck in at uh what 6 and 10, 7 six, and 9, nine and was. 1 I think. Yeah, I think you're right. They they won the NFC East and it was a tough out in the playoffs obviously. Giants were not, Indy was, as a good football team. Atlanta was not. Buffalo went all the way to the AFC Championship, won the East. Um and that's it. I mean, there there's some playoff teams but not an abundance of them. Yeah, I mean, the and, Bucks got the the the, the not, not the luck, but they got the second place schedule. 
Because right. New, New Orleans got Green Bay, Seattle, right. uh, on the schedule where Bucks, Bucks the Bucks got, got the Bears in L in the Rams. Now the Rams right. may be better than Seattle this year based on particularly the quarterback sure. upgrade. But sure, but yeah, they got the second place schedule. They've got they didn't get Green they got, Bay. They got the Colts in the AFC East, not the Titans, who the, the Saints right. got. Um, That's right. You know so. By finishing second in their division last year, they, they helped them got an easier schedule based on the playoff teams from last year. Right. Well, again, every year is different. You can't predict injuries. You don't know who's going to get hurt. If I told you you lost Jack Barrett or Jay, certainly if Brady, anything, if he's out for an extended period of time, I mean, not anything like that, Mike Evans. I mean, there's a lot of guys. They have depth, but there's a lot of guys that you can't lose. Devin White on defense. So we don't know how the year is going to go. This is the fun part of the NFL is looking at the schedule. I think it's amazing the way they have turned this day, like the NFL does everything. I mean, people watch four days of the draft, right? And three days of the drafts, the highest rated shows all year. Um, but the way they've turned this into a, a almost a national event, national holiday, like they do everything. Well, this year they also announced, you know, look, the schedule's coming out on May 12th. They announced that like three or four weeks ago, which is normally mm-hmm. it's like you get two days notice and it's like schedule's out Thursday. Right. And, and the social media teams for these teams, well done today. <laughs> Who said it? It's their Super Bowl, right? There was some great posts from te- uh, Denver with Peyton Manning. As Manning the, was terrific. As yeah. the uh, greatest the intern, intern ever. Yeah, um, he was terrific. Andy Reid, uh, what the Chiefs did with Andy Reid. <laughs> I mean, we all we all talk about Bill Belichick war on the Cincinnati. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know. So they took, if you haven't seen it, they took Andy Reid going, oh, we're just really excited to be playing L- Los Angeles this week. We're really excited to be playing Las Vegas. We're really excited to be, you know, it was, it was him at press conferences throughout the years in the, with the Chiefs being excited. He said the exact same thing to play every team. Every single team, yeah. <laughs> just mundane as he can be, repeat, repetitive. And, and then um, I thought that Dallas's was really good too. I didn't see that one. You haven't seen Dallas's? Oh, they went to... They went to great lengths. Post Malone, uh, he I, saw, was the, I saw someone. Yeah, I saw he was, someone. It was Jerry that. Jones. Okay, Jerry Jones mentioned yet. him. But Post Malone, as the, as the postman, bringing the schedule. Okay, it's it's just a, it's a music video. It's phenomenal, and wow. Jerry is Jerry is just like great in it. So uh, it was it yeah. was uh, highly produced, as you can yeah. imagine. Lots of money spent on that one. Yeah, Gronk um, libs were good with the Bucks. Um, Gronk libs were yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're good. I mean, it was good. I, but shout yeah, out was, to the Bucks though. They're they're social. By the way, they're social media. They they now have Buccaneers dot com. I think it is now has one million followers. Well, no, their Twitter, their Twitter account, or Twitter account. Yeah, is that what pa- it is? They passed yeah. a million on Twitter. Got it. So yeah. good for them. That's you can make some money, man. You're like an influencer when you get to a million, aren't you? I would think Start so. Selling products right away. Guys holding cans of Coke and you're getting paid by Coke and stuff. That's what Brady does. I mean, you know, yeah, anything he touches, no that's yeah, all they got to sell. It's all gold. So that's your schedule. We've got the season wrapped up. Uh, thanks for coming. Drive safely. So the Bucks. Let's, will let's go ahead and start the, the playoffs. Round. They're thirteen and four. Let's go. That's a good good for a bye. <laughs> Second round game. Maybe. Well, no, there's only one bye. Right? There's seven. There's still seven teams in the playoffs. Correct. I would assume so. Yeah, and so yeah, there is, and you've got to be a top seed. So would thirteen wins get you the top seed in the NFC? You think? Might need more. Who would have more? The Rams, maybe, but they're in a tougher division. Uh, they're going to knock each other off out there. I'm going to. I'm going to say if Green. If, if Rogers still there, Green Bay. If I mean, Rogers goes back to Green Bay, that division, you know, Detroit is going to be a little better with Golf. 
not so much, but they've they've done some. Had a nice draft. They did some things but free agency. They're They'll in a rebuild. They're not. I mean, they're not there this but year. But Dan Campbell's not there yet. So Chicago, we. I mean, I think Chicago could be a tough out with Fields once he gets going. Yeah, but I, I think you got. I don't think he's a guy who's going to come in and light it on fire the first year. You don't think he'll be a Deshaun Watson or he'll be a, a you know Lamar Jackson? You don't think he can do what those guys did? Maybe. I mean, he's got a good enough defense to help him to do that. But I'm with you. If look, Rodgers has won 13 games in a 16 game season each of the last two years. So in a 17, if he wins 14 or 13 again, depending on what you know the NFC record is, they could get the they could be the top seed again. Like they they could get a, they could get a bye. I could see that. Um, who else? Who are we missing? Are we missing somebody? I mean, the Vikings. I don't think are going to be up there. The NFC East, I mean, could the Cardinals I, or somebody, you know, I mean, they're up and coming. Could could one of those teams could, in the East? Have San Francisco a big with a health, healthy Garoppolo? Or, yeah. you know, or is it Trey Lance taking Trey over Lance, already? Right. Um, Again, the division, though. I, I just think they're going to knock each other off. I think there's a, there's a loss waiting for you in Arizona. There's a loss for you at Seattle somewhere. Maybe the Rams. Maybe the Ram. Maybe the Rams are the team, uh, but that again, that that's such a tough division. I don't know. I think the Bucks have a shot at winning thirteen games. Um, I'm with you on that. Whether that will get them a first round buy or not, we'll see. It'll get them a home game. We know that a home playoff game or I'm, two. I'm looking at the Packers schedule. The one thing with them, they've got to go to Kansas City, to New Orleans to start the year. Yeah, to New Orleans. Um, they do host L.A. They've got to go to Baltimore. They host Pittsburgh. They got to okay. go. They host Cleveland. They got a tough schedule. I mean, they got. Those they're, are they're tough. Playing yeah, the they're, they're playing the AFC North. Playing AFC North tough. Yeah, they're playing the AFC North and the NFC West. They got the two toughest divisions. Yeah, so that's. So, I mean, that's going to be harder for them to go thirteen or fourteen wins. I mean, come on, Brady. They got. Of course, they're Seattle. They're hosting Seattle. Out there, I mean, you know, they got all I need at to say Arizona. Is I mean, Brady st- in the AFC East. That's all I need to say. Brady in the AFC East. Yeah, I mean he he's beaten he's beaten the Buffalo Bills, and I know this is not your father's Bills. He's beaten the Bills thirty two times. He's thirty two yeah. and three, but against uh, them. And, and I I picked them to lose to the Bills. And another reason I did is is if you looked at the last year or two that Brady was in New England, Buffalo played Brady really tough, and they know Brady yeah, really well. It's a good. A, team. It's a different offense. But yeah, you know they know how to defend him and and, and such. So yeah. Um, I think, but yeah, I'm just looking at the Packers schedule here, and that's, I mean, how many playoff teams from last year? You got the Saints, Steelers, or did Steelers may have just missed the playoffs? I don't, I'm trying to remember last year. Steelers did miss it. They started okay, yeah, out ten yeah, and zero. Yeah, they would have. They, they would have been the next team in. So they were. Yeah. They were good. Other um, Arizona, Kansas City, Seattle, three straight weeks. By the way. Mm. At Arizona, at Kansas City, Seattle at home, then Oof. at the Vikings, then L.A. at home, Bears at home, at the Ravens. That's a woof. Two, three, four. That's seven. Ooh, and then and then home against the Browns. That's eight straight weeks of woof. Yeah, those and, are tough. In Minnesota, that's like nine. That's a nine game. Oh man, that's a tough stretch. And their bye weeks yeah. are early too. Their bye weeks like week six. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the Packers can pull off you know thirteen wins this year based on that schedule. With, and just the ton- the turmoil, right? I mean, even even if Rodgers comes back, are they going to mend enough fences? You know, is there going to be scrutiny on every you know personnel decision uh, every time there's not a receiver available? You think they'll ever kick a field goal? Or they shouldn't. They go for it on fourth down the whole year. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, Jeopardy question took care of that. But 
So we've solved the season. Drive safely. We'll see you in, we'll see you in February. Um, Super Bowl's in L.A., by the way. Rams will try to become the second team <laughs> to win a home Super Bowl. So... Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. It'll be fun. Uh, we mentioned the Rays a little bit. Um, they're going to continue that series. Looks like the Yankees are getting to become the Yankees again. Uh, this shouldn't surprise us, right? Well, I mean, let's let's think about this for a second. So, I mean, they beat the Rays two games in a row. They yeah, scored four runs. Games. Yeah, three earned. Right, right. Uh, if the Rays are giving Rays- up four runs to the Yankees in two games, you got to win those two games. I mean, the Rays' bats stink right now. I mean, nobody, well, stunk, nobody in that line is hitting. They've stunk pretty much all year. They've hit better on the road. They're, I don't know what it is about being at they're home. They're actually they top 10 in runs scored in baseball. I know. They they manufacture them. I get it. Yeah. But Well, they had a couple big out, outbursts early, but but well, their bats right now are just woof. Big days at home? I can't remember big no, days at home. At home, they at really the stink. Trump. Yeah, they really yeah. stink at home this year. Um, I mean, I, I can name me one bat that's... It's toasty? Even outperforming expectations, Zanino's the only one I can come up with in that lineup. Yeah, I mean, you actually, when Zanino's up there, you you almost think he's going to run into one once yeah. in a while. Well, I mean, he actually looks good at the plate. Yeah, he's the he's one having good at bats. Everybody else, you're kind of going woof. Brendan Lyle dropping bunts down. <laughs> hey, but you know what? They gave it to him. Good on him. I I'm okay with it. But you know what the Yankees are saying? Fine, take first. But but <laughs> I mean. That's Look, not what he's here for. I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it once in a while. But right now, he's not hitting worth a crap. So right when I, you're scuffling against a guy, and I, I'm all for it. Like it, more guys should do it. Right? You don't like people yeah. playing the shift on you. Put the ball on the ground. Well, and you could see Garrett Cole wasn't happy that they were playing. the no, shift. No, he was. He was ticked. <laughs> but, he, but he had a scowl the whole day. That guy was. I mean, that guy was ridiculous. What the Rays had? What four hits? Four hits. Think, one double off the catwalk. Yeah, one was the catwalk, and one was the bunt on the shift. Yeah, I mean that's. Those don't even count. Garrett Cole was dealing. I mean, he was dealing. He's he's got five starts now this year with no walks and ten strikeouts. Well, you walk to the plate, you're zero and two. I mean, this is the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even fair. He's a strike thrower, but like, he's Mm -hmm. a great strike thrower. He did he he paints corners. He gets the ball up in in, you know the fastballs and up in the zone. I mean, he's tough to hit. Austin Meadows is lost right now at the plate. Yeah, Willie Adamas. Really, nothing. really every I mean a uh, Rosa Reina has been struggling that guy he's strikes just, out striking. more than anybody I, I don't understand why he's still batting first because of the number of strikeouts I I think the in the past the Joe Madden theory mm-hmm. was this if you lead the guy off he'll you, you tell him be a leadoff man see some pitches mm-hmm. we want you to see some pitches like just don't go up there and swing in anything so I think they're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. make him do that. But and he did have working. that long. He had the long ball to. to he got the double. He did off the left field wall. Yeah. No, he he. You know, if you you have one loud, loud knock against against yeah. Garrett Cole, you've done well. But although, as I say, I, I don't know why they're batting him leadoff. I'm not sure who else I would put up there. So <laughs> I think it's more just about yeah Rosarena. I don't think yeah. he has anything now. When G Man Chow comes back. <laughs> He might get lit off. Well, there was the thought that he was. Uh, so there's a little worrisome there. 
I know. He, he was not in Durham's lineup. He he went to Durham. We thought it was because he was coming up. Well, he did come back to St. Pete because he wasn't in the lineup, wasn't on the lineup card in Durham, which they got rained out. But he's got soreness in that knee now. Soreness. That's the, yeah. Which, after all. And it was unclear, and Mark Topkin talked about this and, and wrote about this as well. So they brought G Man Choi back. They wouldn't say they were, they brought him back to call him up. They said they were bringing him back as planned, but they finished up in Memphis on Sunday. Then he flies back to Durham Sunday night to play Monday and then comes to the trop on Tuesday. That, or it, it's, he, why, would, like why would you go to Durham for one game? It, it sounds like they brought him in to check his knee. Yeah. It's it, it, even though they were kind of saying, no, no, we were bringing him back, but we well, were going to activate they, him. But they, they yeah. wanted to bring him back. But when they found out that he had a bad knee, yeah. <laughs> his knee was, was well, but barking. you would have thought they would have just brought him straight from Memphis to here instead of going back for one game in Durham. Well, yeah. I mean, that was, that's, so that's the part that doesn't seem to ma- you know, make a lot of sense uh, other than you wanted him to be in Durham for another week or a few games. And then he got soreness, which that's not right. good. I mean, they need him in that lineup. They need him at first base. So are you saying maybe they shouldn't have DFA'd uh, Sutsugo so fast? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if, for this offense to help wake up, you really want him at first and to help keep playing good defense too. So, I mean, well, it's not a it's not a good thing. I mean, the Rays, the, hey, the Rays pitching staff was dealing on on Wednesday night too. I mean, they gave up the one run. They've done well. You know, I mean, Aaron Judge had three hits, but all three of them were soft hits. I mean, kudos to him as a hitter. He didn't try to yank him out of the park. He said, I'm going to take what you give me, pitching-wise, right. and, and got three singles. Right. But, you, you know, I mean, the Rays pitching staff was incredible. I mean, they should have won that. I mean, you gave a one run to the Yankees lineup. You should have won that game. You gave pitching up three the night before, good. only two were earned. You still should have won that game, too. Pitching has been good. They've, mm-hmm. they've figured it out. They've got enough young arms to – to get him through it, and you know, how about I, Colin McHugh? By the way, who at the beginning yeah, well, of the year everyone's going, what the, what are they doing signing this guy? Well, he's his, figured some things out. His last two in Anaheim, and then tonight, wow, figured some things out. And they can, and that's that's what the Rays do. They they show you, they convince you, they tell you, hey, if you throw this more, you're going to get this action. Mm-hmm. If you throw this more, you're gonna, and you know what the guys buy in, they do it, and it works. Yep. And Yarborough, it's incredible. It's it's opposite of kind of Ryan Stanek, but when he starts games, his ERA is like a, a, a run and a half more, mm-hmm. and his record is a losing record. Where when he comes in two or three bulk, innings in, bulk guy. as mm-hmm. the bulk guy, he's incredible. Yeah, um, you know Ryan, Ryan Stanek was that way where he couldn't pitch the he seventh or start. eighth inning, but man, you put him as an opener and he was fantastic. Yeah, he's lights out, <laughs> couldn't close. Yeah, with his stuff too. You yeah, know? Uh, it's just yeah. it's funny how that works for some guys that way. Yeah, I mean they like I said they 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 have the matchups. They don't let them go through the lineup too many times. Um all of that. It's just they've got the pitching. I mean they've they've figured it out. They've they've found a way to be competitive in the pitching department every game. Their defense has been pretty good for the most part. They just can't hit the ball. And and frankly, no one's hitting the it's hard it's harder this year to hit a baseball than it's ever been in the big leagues right now. Mhm. There's 12, 10 strikeouts every game of both teams, no matter who you play. I mean, you look at any box score, there's 10 strikeouts. Well, the batting average in baseball this year is just atrocious. Oh, I mean, and all, listen, across the board. And it's not just the Rays. It's But the baseballs are dead. Can we agree? The baseballs are dead. There's Yeah, there's something. Or, you know, maybe when they deaden them, they made it spin more or something where it's just getting harder to hit because it's uh, – The ball's not – the ones I've seen, I've seen – and maybe you're right. I wasn't there. I didn't, you know, see the one that was barreled up. But, I mean – 
I've seen a lot of balls struck that I thought were gone, and I've seen a lot of balls come down on the warning track that I thought would surely be in the third or fourth or fifth row, and they just don't seem to be traveling. I don't, I don't know. Look at this batting averages, by the way. These are team batting averages in Major League Baseball. 205, mm. 209, 214, mm. 217, which is the Rays tied with the Tigers at 217. Goodness. 219 for Oakland, who's, I think, the best record in the American League. I mean, that's unwatchable. Yankees, 221. Pirates, 225. Giants, 226. There is one, two, three, four, four teams batting above 250. Four. The White Sox, the Astros, the Red Sox, and the Angels. Jeez. Four teams batting above 250 in baseball. That's unwatchable. Not players, teams. Teams, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to watch, man. The only good thing about this game the other night was it was over fast. <laughs> Two hours and thirty six minutes. You gotta love it, major league game. But no, I mean, look, there was some great pitching going on. If you no, like pitching, if you like pitching in baseball, I mean, that was. I mean, Garrett Cole's in, he's probably the second best pitcher in baseball right now, behind Degrom. Yeah, and he's he's hurt, right? Yeah, I he's mean, on the disabled. The, the Rays will miss him this weekend as the Mets come to town. Yeah. But he's probably the best pitcher in baseball, and Cole right now is pitching second best. Yeah, yeah he's really good. I mean, he was and he was dominant in his last. I think his last pitch was ninety eight, yep. and I, I want to say he struck out Phillips, and he just glared at him. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. And that's the first time that he's beaten the Rays in the regular season ever. I know they own him. He was zero and four in the regular season against the Rays. G Man Choi owns him. That's yes. why they well, needed. That, that's why everyone thought he was coming up. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird, but like G Man hits home runs off the guy. Mm-hmm. Strange, but it's true. He's probably glad not to see him. So, anyway, hey, tomorrow we're going to have our uh, always popular mailbag segment. I'm sure you guys have a ton of questions or comments or whatever you want to bring to the table. You can do that by submitting them on Twitter to us at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroud at Tampa Bay.com. It's uh, Rays and Yankees at least one more night, I think. Is that correct? That's correct. They'll, they'll, be, with, they'll be tonight. They'll be tonight. Yep. Then the Mets in town. The Lightning should start this weekend. We haven't heard. We think it's Sunday in Sunrise, but we haven't it, heard. It, it seems like yet. it's going to be Sunday night in Sunrise, but we don't know that for certain yet. So, right. Uh, we anticipate it's Sunday, Tuesday, if that happens. Mm-hmm. As far as the first two there, and then whether they come back and play Thursday or Friday in, in Tampa, not sure yet. So we'll have a better idea tomorrow or today actually uh about how Stamkos and Kucherov and those guys are doing i think yeah they should they the the lightning have been off on Tuesday and Wednesday uh Cooper gave them both days off so they should return to practice today so more some more answers about guys like them and uh Hedman and others so keep it right here go check it out on tampabay.com Eduardo Encina thanks to him who joined us the other day to talk about the lightning if you missed that podcast go ahead and look it up so Worsty Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts.